Hi, and welcome to the Austin Real Estate Investor Podcast. I'm Ward Wilsey, and right next to me is my wife, Katie, a licensed Texas real estate agent. Austin, Texas is one of the hottest real estate markets in the country, and not just for home buyers. Real estate investors from all across the country are finding great investment properties, too. We're avid real estate investors, and we're here to talk to you about our portfolio and the ups and downs of investing in Austin real estate. We'll also talk about how you can take advantage of the Austin market and develop your own passive income real estate portfolio, no matter where you live. So sit back and relax, take some notes, because here comes another episode of the the Austin Austin Real Estate Estate Investor Investor Podcast. Podcast. That was super lame. All right, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Kitty, what did you do today? Uh, today I was at a real estate training slash seminar. It was like um kind of like a Tony Robbins type thing. Like self, self-improvement? Right, self-help, uh, self-betterment. Uh, it was, it's called Ninja Training okay. it's for real estate agents. Um, I pretty sure I heard him say today that this is just for agents and 1% of agents take this class. So I'm in the lead one board. You are. I'm just going to let everyone know that the snoring you hear in the background yeah, is, if, a, is scout or lab. <laughs> I can totally hear We could play like where's Waldo. Like if you hear our dog in a podcast, you win a prize or something. Yeah, like they're, they're always... we sent him a hundred dollars because between whimpering and barking, barking now, now snoring, snoring, our dog is very comfortable right now. We need, we need to get her a CPAP machine. Oh, buddy. She's a little overweight. We have a yellow lab that really likes food. And doesn't like running. (laughs) And doesn't like to exercise. Um, So anyhow, back to today. So what did I learn? Is that what you were going to ask me? Yeah. (laughs) Today. Um, My brain is like mush. (laughs) I learned a lot. And we talked a lot about... How do you add value to your your life, to your friends, to your family, to your clients? Um, like that should be your sole purpose is adding value to things. Um, we talked about um, <laughs> my brain is so bright right now. We talked about so much today. Help me out. Eighty uh, twenty rule. Or mindset. We talked a lot about mindset and um, working less, not harder. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is a hot mess. I just just kicked Scott to work. (laughs) That's why I'm laughing. Yeah, Ninja's going to be like, are you really taking the class? Uh, (laughs) Do you know anything? Did you learn anything today? Give that woman a refund. I really did. I just, I already dumped it all on my husband as soon as I got home and my kids and now it's I'm ready for the new day tomorrow but anyhow it's a four-day class and I I think one of my one of the kind of fun takeaways was the um the power of like our thoughts and energy that we put out there and we had quite a few different little um games that we played, um, social experiments, if you will, to prove the power of our energy and, um, 
tons of research to back up how powerful like your your mindset is and okay so let's talk about that because i I think a lot of people would say like that mindset stuff is hippie dippy mumbo jumbo yeah but i think there's definitely something to it because i know earlier and earlier in my life and career i probably wasn't as positive as as i try and be now and that really affected things and i noticed once i made an effort to always be positive always try and be positive about things and i don't do it 100 percent of the time or anything like that well i, I mean come on like you just feel better when you're when you're happy right so they showed the commercial coca-cola did i don't know if you guys remember back some Super Bowls ago, they had a couple commercials out there, and they were on this whole like, um, um, like the law of attraction and um, the influence we have on people. And they did this one commercial that I don't ever remember seeing, but there was a guy that walks on a subway. Okay. Everyone's minding their own business, their heads down in their iPad, they're reading their book, they're staring out the window, whatever they're doing. And this guy walks on and he's got an iPad in his hand. He's watching something and he starts cracking up. And at first, everyone on the subway is looking at each other like, oh my gosh, this guy is losing his mind, kind of. And they're kind of grinning because it's like, oh, oh, does he realize he's laughing out loud? It's that type of thing. And he keeps laughing and he has... The most amazing infectious laugh. Like, could you imagine interviewing for that gig? Like, this guy's got a killer laugh. Like, better than the, like a, well, no, I was thinking the Allstate commercial guy, but that's just, he's got a good voice. No, this is just like this good belly laugh. Like, it's just solid laugh. He's the James Earl Jones of laughing. Yeah, sure. So, all of a sudden, now everyone on the subway, up and down the subway, they're smiling. Because this guy is so happy. He's watching something so funny. And it's a it's the like Coca Cola project is what it turns out to be. Right. But it, it, the proof is in the pudding. Like he's smiling and laughing, and all of a sudden the subway that was like somber and blue was all of a sudden. I mean, you the camera was panning, and everyone was laughing and smiling. And while that could have been fake and staged, right? Our whole room watching the video, seventy three people. We were all smiling and laughing along with it. Well, because it just goes like to it just goes to show like people want to be around positive people. Totally. And, and I think I think because try to of, keep a straight face when someone is smiling at you. Yeah, and a lot of people will say, "Well, there, there's people who are just fake," and and that's true. Like people who are fake, like sure, po- it's annoying. Yeah, you can see through that. You can see through that, but like just in general, people who have a positive attitude and aren't. Complaining, like complaining, is the worst. Like that's the number one way you can have it's a, a. It's a cancer, for lack of a better word. Like is. I hate to use that term there, but like it, it's a dark thing that just eats away, and it's hard. Like especially with your closest people, like your best friend your or your family. spouse, it's real easy to think like I'm safe complaining with them. And we do it together because it's like, you're my safety net. But then it's like, all of a sudden you're like, okay, that's my mantra. Yeah. And you got to watch that. Um, That was something they kind of talked about today. Not necessarily complaining, but they talked about um, talking bad about yourself. Yeah. And being negative. 
And, um, so complaining about yourself, complaining about yourself, many people do. And you have this subconscious that retains everything. They, they actually did a study where someone had set a goal to sell $150,000 in, in commission. Okay. Okay. This agent was killing it. Going, going, going. And that was their goal. This is what they put out there. This was their intention. And so they were rocking and rolling, going along, going along. And by month six, they hit $150,000 in commission. And all of a sudden, sales declined. Stopped getting listing appointments or stopped getting listings. Uh, Buyers changed their minds. Things started happening. Why? They believe that that's what he put in his head was that I can sell $150,000. Oh, and once he hit it, that was, it was his subconscious like that. Our subconscious is powerful. So you tell yourself something in your subconscious, your subconscious is listening forever, right? Supposedly since we were born and supposedly till the end of days. So if that's your, what you're telling yourself that this is what I'm going to hit, when you hit it, your your brain kind of shuts off. Right. You tell yourself like, oh, I lose my keys all the time. Guess what? You're going to keep losing your keys all the time. We have these ingrained like mantras, uh, sayings, like things that we, phrases that we say about ourselves and we don't change them and evolve them. So like if your goal is 150, which might be a remarkable goal, from 75 and you hit it, you've got to move your goal. Right. You've got to start telling yourself like, I'm going to exceed my goal now. Right. You've right? always got to improve. So you've got to, you've just got to continue within, within these goal markers type of thing at a minimum. And the next year you reset and you set a new goal and hopefully you're not going backwards. You're always going forward. So yeah, I think, um, we, what a simple thing to do is, well, I say simple, but it's not so simple to sit there and change your script that you've said forever. Well, now they said they, they had you write down a bunch of your goals, right? That was a little bit different. I'll tap into that in a second, but I, I want to like stretch this a little bit more. So one thing they talked about a lot was like when you look at, um, when you're a kid, most of our, most of our, um, mantra our inner dialogue comes from when we were a kid and i remember being told like oh god give me a listen she can't sing at all but she loves to sing like she's a horrible katie has a horrible voice but she loves to sing isn't that cute so i that was my mantra like i never went and got singing lessons or tried no one ever tried to set me up for anything otherwise it just was she has a horrible voice she's tone deaf and that's fine but like maybe had someone guided me in a different path, things could have been differently, different for, for, for me. For everyone out there, because this is a subject I know a little bit about, everyone who thinks they're tone deaf, it's it's very simple. Like if you can play guitar, my voice cracked a little. If you can play guitar or play piano and sing along to yourself playing guitar or piano, you will naturally sing on tune, in tune. If you just Sing. But do you see where I was going with that? Like, as a yeah. little kid, I was told that. And, and now, no know. one meant it 
Mal, like my parents weren't trying to like ruin me for life, but those little negative remarks stick with us. Right. And you think like, or maybe someone says like, you're, you're an introvert. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm an introvert. Not that that's a bad thing because introverts are needed to, you know, like we're yin and yang of each other, but still like all of a sudden you make that your thing. Right. You let other people kind of define you instead, instead of like, here's, here's the distinction. Like I think, I think self, self knowledge and self understanding, like you got to know yourself and understand like what your character traits are and how you can best go out in the world with them. But you shouldn't let other people kind of dictate how far you can go and and what your upside is. Right. And I mean, I, I guess there's no harm in like at least saying positive things about yourself. Yeah. Certainly, you're going to behave and, and, better. And the other, the other thing I'll say is, if if everyone around you is is negative towards you, you got to find other people to be around. Yeah, well, because you're the sum of the five people that you hang All right, around. Go into, go into that. So we'll I'll go into the the writing down. So we had to set goals. So you're ignoring what I say and going. Well, you asked me this earlier, so now I'm going to tie into this. It's just subtle things. Sorry. You're going to answer my questions out of order. Out of order, totally. Okay. Thank you for setting that up. All right, so why don't you at least restate my questions? Okay, so you you had mentioned, I I mentioned goal setting, I think, or something. And you had said about, like, oh, didn't they talk to you about writing these down? So, yes, we had to run numbers. They they asked us to write down our goals of like family goals, dreams and all different ambitions, most of which cost money. Um, so then we had to quantify it and put numbers next to it and blah, blah, blah. So we come up with this very large number, which is an uncomfortable number for pretty much everyone in the room, whether the number was 75,000 or a million dollars. I don't know. There were 70 of us in the room, but the number ranged greatly and 75 could be someone else's million right we know that like right it's all variable so then we had to write 25 times um i oh my gosh i just wrote it 25 times but i i i enjoy i enjoy receiving x amount of dollars by this date so if you pay attention to how I how that was said or written twenty five times, uh, I enjoy receiving twenty uh, twenty five times x amount of dollars by this date. So you, it's all in positive, and it's present or it's a positive sentence. It's in present tense, and it's specific in date and dollar amount. So whatever your goal is, the whole, the whole message here was it, it could be 24 or 26. There's not a science there. It's repetitive. And putting it out there in the universe that this is going to happen. And so much so that they talked about, like, um, maybe your Catholic school teacher said, I will not steal from Timmy. Well, that's right. And you had to write that a hundred times on the blackboard. Yeah. It's the same thing. Writing your affirmations has been going on forever. That was a negative one. And so their school of thought is always stay positive because otherwise your subconscious is going to hang on to the the loudest 
verb or adjective in there, which would be, um, in that case, what did I just, what was the sentence that I said? I will not steal from Timmy. Steal. So plus not right. Like, um, so you're actually planting a negative thing in your head. I, I listen. And this is a good thing for anyone who's listening. Like Brian Tracy has like, you can get him on iTunes. Like a lot of his lectures He's a fan, that famous like sales guru guy, and he has one on goal setting and goes through. It's like an hour talking different goal setting things, and he he gave a similar thing. So it wasn't I enjoy getting, but it was like writing stuff in the in the present tense and also not saying like I want or I I I want to get or I would like to. Yeah, we it's talked a bit very, about that too. Very direct and saying I he his his was like. I I earn $250,000 this year. or So I, we actually talked about earn versus receiving. Why wouldn't I say I'm going to make $150,000 this year? Uh, Why wouldn't you say that? Because make is, is passive, like it's happening to you, and earn or, or receive. Or it's not passive. You, you, have to, you have to work at that. Receive is passive. Think of passive income. So you would like to receive a check in the mail every day. Like if we had investment properties, which we do, and we get our checks of passive income, how nice is that? Yeah, but when you're going out... So here's a big difference, right? And we'll get off on a tangent here. But there's a big difference between working for money and earning money passively. So I always talk about like one of the number one reasons like we, we save so much is eventually, and it may be 10 years... 15 years from now, they'll be where our properties and our investments make us our money. And then whatever we're working for at that point, we can just put into earning more properties so that year after year we make, we make at least what our properties are earning. But then anything we add, we work for, we put into more properties and then there's more and more passive income. So it's different to me. Sure, his. Uh, I would butcher it. It made sense what he said, though, because think, it was I, I it was more both, that you're putting it out there that like you want the universe to give it back to you, not without effort, because yeah. they're teaching us how to sharpen all of our tools and how to work a- smart action, and all so these that actions that we can control. Yeah. Um, Here, here's another one I remember. Money's not going to fall out of the sky. We all know that, unfortunately. It does. It, does it grow on trees? No? no. No, it grows on houses in Kyle. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Good enough. The uh, the other thing, like, so I used to, I, and I still follow uh, Dan Sullivan. He's that famous, like, business coach yeah. guru. And he said, like, there was a study that was done, like, the thumb of your writing hand. And this is why written goals are so important as opposed to just, like, saying them. Is the, 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 the thumb on your writing hand is it has a direct connection to the neural impulses of your brain. There's a study done on this. It's science. It's really science. But but it makes sense. Like and that's part of the reason like why well, writing I mean it really just so all important. does. So it's it does, like man. at some point you're I mean if what you're doing isn't working then you try other things. But, and not to say I mean within reason. Yeah. But like you, I mean, there are bazillion books written on what you and I are both talking about right now. Right. So the, the the survey's out, the jury's out. Oh, this I'll, is. I'll admit, I haven't I haven't written my goals 
for this year, and I haven't written goals in a while, so I'm going to do that tomorrow. I, I got it tomorrow. Yeah. You know, you know what one of my colleagues does is he writes his goals down at the beginning of each year, and he takes a picture of them, and that's his screensaver on his phone. So that's not a bad idea. That's a great idea. So he encourages you to, I believe, daily I'm supposed to write down. That's what Tracy said too. Weekly and then monthly, like, and you're supposed to constantly check back. And put timelines on it. And journal. And then gratitude. I think we should put journals by our bed so we can do that. So another big part of the whole ninja thing is gratitude and giving back. Right? Uh, Putting out things into the universe and giving. It's kind of the whole, like, I don't know. It's something that you and I both buy into quite a bit, right? Um, But I, today, like, he challenged everyone to, like, start just telling someone something that you're grateful for. And we don't do that often enough, let's be honest. Right. And so we had just talked about this with some friends last night. So I took it upon myself and sent an email today to a leader of another guy just to say, like, hey, I just want to give you, like, people always complain, right? People well, send messages to let, complain. No, let's say what it was. It was it was our church, our, the, youth, the youth group the youth leader at our church. Like, it is amazing. And... One of our well, friends. we have this dad that has like opened up his home, yeah, to freshman boys, which we know are, and these are, are rowdy freshman boys. These are not like calm, calm boys. These are football players, basketball players, lacrosse players, athletes that are just rowdy boys. And he, they've been so gracious to open up their home to Bible study, and it's a Sunday Bible study, and uh, a few people I think have complained, and so it just it was like weighing on me and I brought it up to another friend and so um, interesting enough we talked about writing a letter yesterday to like express our gratitude for him so that he they also get positive affirmations and then as a result today the first task we were all tasked with was like is there an email that you can send to like rave about someone or to send a positive affirmation like it was just like Yes. Like, this is all, like... Such a coincidence. Such a coincidence. So I sent it, and I got, like, an incredible email back. I copied you on it. Did you get it? You copied me on the email you sent. Oh, and he didn't respond. He responded back and just was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's so nice. You know, I'll be honest with you. I did this on my own. I'm just an intellect on my own, by the way. (laughs) No. But I did this at the beginning of the school year. We have an incredible principal at Lake Travis High School. Just... He is just in it for the kids. And he's so relatable for the kids and for me. Like, I feel like I'm still in high school sometimes. Principal Butler. And so I decided on, like, day, I don't know, 15 or 21 of school to write him an email saying, oh, my God, my son is in love with high school. Like, you're doing something right. He loves the football program. He is thriving on campus. He loves the cafeteria. He thinks he's so independent now. Like everything they're doing, they're fostering like my son to grow up to be a good man, I think. Yeah. I think there's a a really good foundation there. Now he might mess up and I might be writing a different email soon. (laughs) But anyways, 
he wrote me back and I almost got like teary eyed cause he got teary eyed and he was like, no one ever takes time to say thank you. Right now, everyone's writing me telling me that their schedule's messed up, that their kid is miserable, that their kid is lonely, their kid can't find this, their kid can't get into the locker, their kid can't, like, everyone's complaining. He's like, and here was this little tiny email that, like, stood out from all the others of someone just saying thank you. And it's like, this is what it's all about. We all need to say thank you a little more. Before we move on, let me let me give a hint. If you're emailing your kids' teachers or the principal and just complaining and whining about stupid stuff like that, your kids can turn out to be a loser. <laughs> These are called wardisms, by the way. My yes. good friend Penny has said she coined that phrase, by the way. Yes. She she said that she would probably someday write a book on wardisms because he tends to just this profound statements. It's true. Yes. So anyhow, uh, that is a perfect example of like, if we all just did that a little more, cause we do, we get these negative emails. I mean, that's why like in real estate, you ask for reviews, you know, like we want to hear the good stuff. And there are some industries where you get to hear a lot, but there's many that you don't. Like, no one's emailing well, the CFO I, saying, you're doing a great job. No, they're emailing negative stuff. But a lot of the times you've got to take the negative stuff with such a grain of salt because there's a lot of times like, sure. where if someone if someone takes the energy to write, you know, whether it's a negative review on Facebook or send a negative email. They're angry. You gotta feel sorry for him. It's yeah. almost like it's almost like you gotta have empathy for that person sending that email to you. Yeah, because they really. Did you took- know? I learned this today. I'm gonna cut you up. You can't be angry and grateful. Grateful at the same time. That's true. Like in the same moment, you can't be both. Right. The second you're angry, like that car just cut me off. You can't be thinking, "I'm so grateful that I haven't gotten in a car accident." Or I'm so grateful that I'm alive or that I have a car to drive to work. And there's times you've got to send or, or communicate. It's not always going to be positive, but it's just like... By the way, we have not taken any ecstasy or anything. Like, in case you're wondering why we're so like lovey-dovey right now. Like, it just... This is important stuff, right? Yeah. It is. But, but what I'm saying is like, you, like not, not that everything's always positive. I mean, you've got to like... You know, you we are realists. You're realist. Like I, I give you know criticism and all the time, but you have to temper it. You have to also think like when you're sending an email to the principal, are you are you sending something that's really a problem and that he or she really has control of, or are you just complaining for the sake of complaining? Yeah, or trying to control a situation. I think that's probably the bigger issue there. Is a lot of people are trying to control everything. You can't. You can't. Like, you can't. You just can't. So, when you relinquish some of that control, you probably add value in other places in your life. That probably circles all the way back to work less and smarter. Yeah. Right? Not harder, necessarily. And make more. And... And save more. And save more. I, I, this it all it all interrelates. I will guarantee people if they would just save more and get out of debt, they would feel 
a whole lot more positive. I think a lot of people are negative because their relationship with the world is negative because of kind of how choices they, that they've made, but that yeah. could go all the way back to their subconscious. Like we could, so yeah, but, but you can but start change it. That's what that's you can what start this whole message is about is that like right now you can change it. Yeah. And a lot of our, a lot of our stuff is or all, most all of our stuff is financial, but that brings like what we're talking about here. Full circle is, you know, I think, I think how you set up your financial life has such a bearing on your outlook on the world and how positive you are. I know a lot of people who are negative and a lot of times they're negative and, and from a financial sense as well. And that's just something that you've got to take control of and, and, uh, and, and you've got to fix if that's what's going on. Yeah. So I think kind of to summarize like what you could learn from today, from this little nugget, like takeaway would be, um, no more negative about yourself. Like your, your own little, like just yourself. Like I lose my keys all the time or I'm always late. No, like change that today. Just today. Start saying I'm not late anymore <coughs> or I can't do push ups. How or, about, or I'm always going to be in debt or, or I'm I can't always going to be in debt. Right? Money, Whatever it is. I can never get a raise. Right. I'm, this is the job. I'm not smart enough. I mean, we could really get deep. I'm not pretty enough. Like, this gets deep. So how about, like, step one is, like, no more insults to yourself. You can insult other people if you want. But, like, how about step one? You shouldn't. Step one is, like, no more insults to yourself. How about step two is no more complaining? No. You like that one as step two? Yes. I was going to say goal setting and like writing down. That can be step three. Let's okay. talk about step okay. two. No more complaining. Okay. you got to make a conscious effort to not complain whenever possible. Yeah, that, that one's hard for me. I don't ever complain at it's a restaurant. It's hard for everyone. But it's it's still worth doing. But like I'm looking you in the eye right now and you're like my go-to person for being able to complain. Don't do it. So now I have to talk to Scout about it? She'll listen. <laughs> or I'm not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to do it. You're a allowed to do it, but just try not to. I know. I, I do try not to because it, it is it actually makes me feel crappy too. All right, so that's hard. So let's make that three. Now we'll go to number two, which is goal setting. Is write down how what's Yeah, so goal setting like we're already let's make in that number two. February, right? Like so everyone yeah. goal set in no, January. But no, but, one, like, but no one did it. No, so I, I know. So I'm saying like circle back and like Write it down and maybe just write it down. Like, so there's some crazy numbers that surround some of the stuff that they're doing in this ninja program. And once I get through it all, I, I'll share more of it. But it's like, holy smokes, like just writing it down and putting it out there and re- writing it down repeatedly, there's a really good chance that it's going to happen. Statistically, it's in your favor. So let's write down how about. 10 goals and give yourself a timeline on them and make them so that they push you. Yeah. And make sure one of your goals is something that's like, girl, what are you talking about? Like, what kind of goal is that? Like, it can't just be, oh yeah, I bet, I bet you'll hit that goal. Like you need people to be like, what? You want to do what? You want to hike what? You want to go where? Like make it big. Because otherwise it's just, it's just, you're writing down things to do. 
goals are not supposed to be necessarily easy. They're supposed to make you move and make you grow. So, um, yeah, make sure if you're going to write down 10, and I, I would say five, but if you're going to write down 10, make sure at least one of them, people, their jaw drops a little bit. They're uncomfortable when they read your goal. And you're uncomfortable too. And you're uncomfortable. Although he, they're not a fan of get uncomfortable to uncomfortable. I love that phrase. They don't love that phrase. Yeah, uh, but to each their own. So, um, yeah. And then, like, what, what can you, I guess, try it for 30 days. Like, say something positive about someone. Like, send an email, send a text, send a note to someone. Maybe it's like about the janitor at your work, or maybe it's about your Uber driver or your Instacart delivery person or your hairdresser, whatever it is, send a note. Just more people will want to be around you. Don't fool yourself into thinking that when you just complain or negative and critical that people are wanting to be around you. They aren't. Right. And then the last one is like changing your mindset. So that gratitude mindset. So when you're, when you're feeling frustrated and you're in, in the moment where you're angry, stop and like, think about things that you're grateful for and try to shift the energy so that you don't fall in. It's a vortex, right? Like it's, it'll suck you right in. So just don't get sucked into someone else's negativity. I mean, that's kind of the, the theme of everything we just said, right? Yes. So yeah. We'll All right, so three, th- wait, recap, three points. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's stop talking bad about yourself. Super important. Ten goals, one of which is very audacious. And then number three, stop complaining and being negative. Yeah. Let's all work on that. But we went to five. No, we did three. Listen to it back. We did five. Right. Those are the three. <laughs> Those are the three that stick out for award. Okay, so if you were listening, you caught the other ones. Um, this is our kind of funny side one, random Monday night in February. Uh, maybe we'll do one every night this week. What do you think? Sounds good. Challenge accepted. Well, you leave for San Diego on Thursday, so you can't do Thursday. Yes. My graduation, we can't do that. It's all good. Okay. All right. Bye, everyone. Good night.